Places that we see that is the sons of Korah that are singing that, and and they say in in the original text, even in in the King James, it says, "Had not been for the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say." We don't get caught up in that, but what this was was, brother Trevor, this was the first call and repeat. This was the original worship leader. And so somebody quite literally, and they sang this song. It was one of the songs of ascension. Every day they would go up to the house of God, and as they made their way up the steps, they would stop on one of the steps, and one of the men would turn around and look at the congregation and say, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, and then it was your part, then the choir joined in and said, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, you got to sing a part in that. Somebody here tonight needs to know it's not just for the pulpit to preach it, but it's for you to sing it. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 31. I'm going to preach before I preach something else. Give honor tonight to Bishop and First Lady Williams love them, appreciate them, give them honor even in their absence. Amen. Thank God for the wonderful saints of God of Fort Myers and what God is doing here tonight. Deuteronomy chapter 31, and let's, let's start with verse 6. Let's just start with verse 6. It says, be strong and have a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Notice verse 6. He says, God is going with you. But how many, how many know tonight that sometimes God's with you, but you can't feel him? Am I by myself? How many know that sometimes you go through tests and trials that even though God is with you, you can scream Jesus all you want to and you just can't feel the Lord? So verse 7 tells us a little bit more. It says, And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of a good courage, for thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord hath sworn unto their fathers to give them, and thou shalt cause them to inherit it. Verse 8 says something I really like. It says, And the Lord, he it is that doth go before thee. See that? Verse 6, he said he's going to go with you. But sometimes you can't feel him while he's with you. And so he said, I want you to know that before you ever get there, I'm already there. When I was a kid, uh, I grew up great American country boy just playing in the creek and all of this stuff. When I was a kid, we had this big swing out at the creek. And when you're little... I'm, I, this ain't no, none of them sissy swings either. This is a, a, a man swing. You get up 
on the swing, you could swing out, you'd be 30, 40 foot off the water when you let go of the swing. That's pretty high up for those of you that are wondering about as high as possibly these walls. These walls look somewhere in between there. And, and as a young man, my cousin and I, we, I, I come from a rather large family and it's mostly boys. I only got three cousins that are girls. Everybody else is boys. So you can imagine how rough it was. But we had this saying, and this is just kind of what I feel like preaching tonight, the help of the Lord. And when we got to the point, and you're scared, don't, don't act like you ain't ever been scared of anything. I mean, come on. You get up on top of that tree limb and got the rope in your hand, and there was a saying we'd always give each other to push each other to the edge. And that was simply this, if you go, I'll go. I want to preach tonight, if he goes, I'll go. If he goes, I'll go. Would you lift your hands with me right now and ask the Lord to move in this house. God, we love you. We thank you. We worship you. We praise you. We give you glory and honor. There's nobody like you in heaven or on earth. God, you are so good to your people. God, you've been our way in the wilderness. You've been our strong hand. God, you've been our comfort in the time of storm. I'm asking you, God, to give somebody courage tonight, God, to get up from where they are and to follow you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Would you clap your hands unto the Lord and give God one more shout of praise in this house tonight and give him thanksgiving for he is worthy. Come on, somebody praise him. Somebody praise him. Somebody praise him. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. You may be seated as long as you promise to help me preach. If you're not going to help me, you can be dismissed in the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. You could go to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 31 and read the whole chapter. And you could quite literally give a synopsis of what the chapter says by simply saying, be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. God is talking to his people. This is the moments right before they get ready to go into the promised land. There is transition that is happening, and we're going to talk about that here in a moment, but uh, during this transition, God calls Moses and tells Moses to tell the people just simply this, be strong and of a good courage. said, so you're going to a place where there are giants in the land. You're going to a place where there are battles that you must fight and you are going to a place where things are gonna be different than they have been before. So be strong and of a good courage. You're gonna see things and face things that you've never faced before, but I want you to know, child of God, that just because you've never faced it before doesn't mean that God has never faced it before. And just because that giant is new to you does not mean that that giant is new to God. 
Just because the situation that you're in right now and you're having to pray prayers that you've never prayed before does not mean that God has never seen what you're going through in the history of the earth. If you don't remember anything else I say tonight, remember this, be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Why do I need to be strong? Because now is not the time to live down in your weakness. Now is not the time to give up. Now is not the time to throw in the towel. But be strong and of a good courage. Fear not nor be afraid of them. Simply because if God has brought you this far, he did not bring you this far to leave you where you are. If God has brought you this far, you must understand that he has a plan for you. He has a purpose for your life and it is not to live in the mundane and the average and the ordinary but God wants you go to wants you to go to higher heights and to deeper depths. And so as they get ready to go as God tells them to be strong, this is a moment of transition. This is a place that we have to realize that we all must go through in life. Can I tell you tonight that transition in life is not easy. Transition is uncomfortable. You don't know how hard it was for the children of Israel. Quite literally, they have become uh, addicted, if you will, to the miraculous power of God that was handing them manna every day and now they must go of the manna so that they could eat the corn of the new land. You cannot experience the blessings and the favor and the miraculous of the promised land if you're still trying to put the manna of yesterday into your pockets and live off of yesterday's miracle. I know it's a little bit cliche, but can I just tell you that you can't live off of yesterday's miracle and you can't live off of yesterday's breakthrough. You can't, I, I, I know we're taking our time tonight, but we're going somewhere. I'm just trying to get somebody to recognize that you can't live off of what God did on yesterday, but you've got to get up today and begin to possess the land and eat the corn of the new land that God has called you to live in. Preacher, you've been really camping out in this area. You've really been preaching a lot right here. I know I have. It's because if I have ever preached in a church that is standing at the muddy waters of Jordan and your feet are wet but yet you have not passed over Jordan into the promised land. I'm telling you that is this church and you have experienced the miracles of the wilderness that we preached about but God is wanting this church to eat the corn of the new land. God is wanting this church to walk into a place that you've never been before. There's transitions in leadership here. There's transition in, in, in geographical locations. There is, in this text, there is transition from fear to faith. There is a transition from manna to corn. And as they begin to 
go into this place, God tells them, I am the Lord that has been walking with you in the wilderness. Matter of fact, again, I know I'm, listen, I'm guilty of preaching a lot of series, and so we're just kind of preaching one big series here. We're getting where we're going. We're just not there yet. And so, so last Tuesday night, we talked about God's provision in the wilderness and how God can make a way in the wilderness. But again, I want to reiterate the fact that we can get addicted to manna to the point that we don't want to taste the new corn. We can get addicted to manna to the point that we don't want to walk into the new place because we've got accustomed to just living on this, this mentality that God will provide every day just enough for me to get by. But as I said last Tuesday night, God is wanting us to go into the place of more than enough. And so God tells Moses, I am the God that is with you. I've been with you in the wilderness for the last 40 years, but I am transitioning from Moses to Joshua here tonight. And God was transitioning them from Moses to Joshua to understand that I am not just the God that is with you, but I am the God that is before you. I'm not just the God God that has been feeding you with manna in the wilderness but I am the God that allowed your enemy to build a house that you're going to live in. I'm the God that allowed your enemy to plant a vineyard that you're going to eat from. I'm the God that allowed your enemy to build cities that you're going to dwell in. I'm not just the God that's been walking with you, but I'm the God that's walking before you. I've come to preach to somebody tonight and tell you you may be addicted and you may be accustomed to walking with God, but understand that just because God is walking beside you doesn't mean that God has not went before you that does not mean that God is not already in your future and before the enemy ever has a plan of attack God already has a plan of victory in your future I know things are going to come up and they're going to scare you but understand that I've got a God that goes before you as he spoke to Isaiah he said I will make the crooked places straight before you ever get to the battle I'll already win the war before you ever get in a financial bind I've already created the miracle I know it's mysterious to us but don't you let the intimidation keep you from going where God wants you to go. Don't, I, I, I know right now you feel like uh, you've, been, you've been eating manna for so long that you don't even know what corn tastes like. Uh, you don't even know how to experience the new land. Uh, but let me tell you something. Don't you let that intimidation uh, keep you from teaching the Bible study. Uh, don't you let that intimidation uh, keep you from walking into the darkness. Uh, don't you let that intimidation uh, keep you from praying for him possibilities because I got a word from the Lord tonight that said he already went before you and I just came to put a challenge out on a Tuesday night and tell somebody if he goes I'm going to if, if he's moving I'm moving too if he's going into my neighborhood I'm 
going into my neighborhood. If he's going into my family, I'm going into my family. If he's going on my job, I'm going on my job. I'm Hallelujah. I, I, I know y'all ain't so safe. Y'all ain't never seen a fail reel. But you ever seen them fail reels where people get on a swing, just a swing out into the river and they forget to let go of the rope? It always ends bad. I can tell you, honestly, I will admit it tonight, I have been one of those people. Thank God it's before cell phones were a big thing. I've been one of those people, Brother Sloss, that got up on the, on the edge of the creek and got a hold of the rope and swung way out and got scared halfway through and, and never let go. But can I tell you something tonight? That the pain that you experience when you hit the bank is a whole lot more than the pain of fear that you're going to experience if you let go of the rope. See, it's not fun when you're hanging out there and you ain't got nothing to hold on to. But we walk by faith and not by sight. I'm Somebody right now is at the edge and you can either let go and plunge into waters that are so deep you can't even swim in them or you can go back to the bank and you can experience the pain of going back to where you were. But I just came to tell somebody tonight, let go of the rope. Let Cause God's going, I'm going to let go, let go, let go, let go. You can't fix it anyway. You can't work it out anyway. Let go and let God. Let if he's going, I'm going with him. It doesn't matter how dark it gets. I know the water's cold. I know the water's muddy. But if he goes, I'll go. I'm Touch somebody and tell them if he goes, I'll go. I, I, I can't see what's happening where God's at. He said, I got you covered, honey, because I'm the God that goes with you, and I'm the God that goes before you. And, and if you think for one moment that the enemy's gonna sneak up behind you, just understand that surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. If, if you think that the devil's gonna be able to come from on top of you, somebody just needs to know he anointed my head with all. If, if you think he's gonna come from underneath, you just need to put both feet down and say, oh Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All the other grounds are sinking sand. He's in front, he's in back, he's on the left, he's on the right, he's above me, he's... And if he's moving, I gotta move with him. Hallelujah. We, we, we were singing about it here tonight. If it had not been, that's why I had to stop preaching before I got a hold of it, but got, before I got ahead of myself. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, you go through that text and you'll find that they begin to talk about different times that the water would have consumed them. And they are quite literally referring to the moments the proud waters overtook our soul. 
they are referring to the moments that Pharaoh is behind God's people and the Red Sea is before them. You want to know why they say if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, he wasn't just standing beside us, but he was ahead of us. Because with just the staff, the ocean can be opened up and we can walk across on dry land. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, <laughs> Brother Sauce, if he was just with us, we'd have had to stand at the Red Sea and fight Pharaoh. But because he's not just with us, but he's before us, he'll make a highway where there isn't one. Because he's not just with us, but he's before us, he can open up the land of impossibilities. Because he's not just with us, but he's before us, I can walk everywhere I go knowing that God already got there that God already met the need that God already fought the battle Joshua chapter 1 and verse 6 we are going into the promised land now and God reiterates what he has already told his people through Moses Joshua says be strong and of a good courage. That sounds pretty familiar, doesn't it? Didn't we just read that in Deuteronomy chapter 31? Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Verse 11 says, pass through the host and command the people saying, prepare you victuals for within three days ye shall pass over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it what Joshua was saying he said I know I'm a new preacher but I've got the same message I, I know I'm a new face but I'm standing on the same word I, I know I don't do everything like Moses did I know I don't lead like Moses led I don't shout like Moses shouted, but I got the same word burning on the inside of me. And if Moses said, go in, I'm going to stand flat-footed in Moses' platform and say, go in and possess the land. Said, God speaks to him and says, pass through the host and command the people. See, I, you, you didn't catch it. God said, Joshua, command the people not just to go into the land, but to possess the land. Now, I know you, you, you grown, you over 21, you don't like nobody telling you what to do. But in the name of Jesus, I command you to take land to possess that you've never possessed before. Say, preacher, how, how, how can you command me? Because he's already there. He's already living in my future. He's all... I wish you could feel what I feel right now. There's a command in the spirit that's going through this house that says, go in and possess the land. Go in and possess the land. Get up and possess the land. 
I mean, and, and this puzzled me. This puzzled me. I'm just going to be honest. This puzzled me. A couple weeks ago, we had a service, and the Holy Ghost spoke a prophetic word in this house that next year, about this time, that there was going to be a harvest that was going to be released. If, if you remember the words, if we walk in what God has called us to walk in. And I kind of got frustrated. I was like, God, why, why can't we have the harvest now? Why can't we experience that now? It's because somebody's got to catch up to where God's already at. He's already there. See, the omnipresence of God doesn't just mean that God is in Florida and God's in Mississippi at the same time. The omnipresence of God quite literally means that God is in your past, in your present, and in your future all at the same time. And so what you've got to understand tonight is when God said, I'm already there, I'm just waiting on you to catch up to the miracle. I'm already at the revival. I'm just waiting on you to catch up to the revival. I'm already at the breakthrough. I'm just waiting on... Come on, somebody got to get it in gear tonight and catch up to where God's already at. If he goes... Oh, you didn't say it like you mean it. If he goes... If he goes... Somebody needs to make the declaration not just with your mouth but with your spirit. If he goes, I'm going to... Well, I don't understand why we got to spend all this money on vans and spend all this money on Sunday school, spend all this money on outreach. That's because he's going. If I heard correctly, we've been breaking records in the Sunday school department. You want to know why? Because he's going. Well, you know, it, it would be a whole lot easier if we could just get some people that, that were already ready. Listen, sometimes you can't get people that are already ready. you got to raise them up. So if God's moving in the eight-year-olds, we're going to go pick up eight-year-olds and we're going to deal. Come on, it's just the reality of where we're at. We're going we're gonna to feed them Pop-Tarts and Kool-Aid and we're going we're gonna to give them something to eat and send them home. And they're going to go home and act crazy and come back cussing. I know you have to deal with all that. I remember what it's like dealing with us kids. They come in, they don't know how to talk, they don't know how to walk, but God's already in their future. And, and while you're teaching that little eight-year-old boy that's got a potty mouth that don't know how to talk right, every other word comes out of his mouth is a curse word. While you're sitting at a table, God's already in his future. While he's preaching a conference, while you're sitting at the table, God's already... God's already in his future while he's teaching Bible studies. Come on. I, I know you're looking at that little girl thinking she's going to grow up on the streets just like her mama and stand on the corner. But while you're handing out a church card, God's already in her future and showing her that she's going to be a missionary. She's going to be a pastor's wife. I know you can't see what you what God sees right now. But get up and go because God's already standing in the future. We don't have the staff. That's fine. We'll get the staff. We don't have the resources. That's okay. God will provide for himself. If he goes, 
It don't make a whole lot of sense. I don't know if y'all even have one. I'm sure you do. It don't make a whole lot of sense to go into the halfway houses and start a program teaching Bible studies to addicts that have been in and out of jail. In and out. In and out of rehab. They come out, they get clean for six weeks and they ride back into the system. This is useless. That's what the devil would love to convince you. This is pointless. This is a cycle that can't be broken. But if he's going... You got to understand where I'm preaching from tonight. My wife, my sweet little wife, she recently, listen, my wife, I don't know if my wife's ever even had a traffic ticket. Don't ask me that question. I don't know if she's ever been in trouble, not one time, but here recently she started going into the prison for the ladies' conferences in the prisons. I have watched... My wife come home and begin to weep and she's brought me testimonies. And we were sitting the other day, and we were talking about it and she began to weep. She said, I got a burden. And you know what I tell her? And baby, go. Because they might be in the cycle right now, but you got what they need that's gonna break them out of the cycle. I, I know it don't feel like you're doing a whole lot. Can I just help somebody that wants to be used by God? You may not feel like you're doing a whole lot. When you walk into that prison cell and there's 15 ladies or 15 men that don't say amen and don't nod their head and they fall asleep halfway through your Bible study and you may feel like it's pointless, but let me tell you something. If God's going and you're going with him, there's gonna be a miracle in that jail cell. If God's going and you're going with him, somebody's gonna say who the Son has set free is free indeed. I just feel like telling you there's gonna be revival in the halfway houses. There's gonna be revival in the crack houses because he's going and there's a church in Fort Myers that's going with it. Chapter 14, Bible tells us that there was a certain man that made a great supper and bade many. Bible says that he sent his servant at supper time to say unto them that things were ready, supper's ready, dinner's ready. Bible says that this servant went out and when he got to these people that the master was inviting him. They, with one consent, began to say, oh, I, I married a wife and I've, I bought a yoke of oxen and one said, I bought a piece of ground so I can't come and he, he gets back and he tells the master and the Bible says that the master of the house being angry said, go out quickly. You missed it. So you're waiting on a committee before you start teaching Bible studies. <laughs> you're waiting on a committee before you start jumping on the start jumping on the bus and going on outreach. 
You're, you're, you're waiting on the committee before you start laying hands on the sick to see them recover. But God said, I want you to go out and go out quickly. Go into the highways. Or go to the streets, the lanes of the city and bring hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. The Bible says he goes on and the, and, and the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast com uh, commanded and yet there is room which lets me know that you know what the Bible says? The Bible says, lest the Lord build a house, they that build it, build it in vain. But the Bible never said that God fills the house. His glory fills the house, but it's God's job to build the house. The Bible says right here in the book of Luke that it's the servant's job to fill the house. Somebody needs to make a commitment to God tonight. If you build it, I'll fill it. If you go, if he goes, y'all ain't gonna help me preach on Tuesday night. If he goes, this is what he said. He said, go unto the highways and the hedges. Now, this doesn't really make sense to me. Highways, I understand. Because you can get on the highway and set your cruise on 75, Brother Sloss, and you can just giddy up, partner, get out of town. You can get on the highway and you can move quickly and you can see a lot of people. But when he said hedges, he is literally talking about fenced places. The Greek word here is phragmos, and it means a closing, a barrier, or a partition. You can't go anywhere without getting on the highway. You can get on the highway and go 100, well, don't, I don't suggest it, but you can go 100 miles an hour if you want to. You can get on the highway, but hedges are places where they got fences. Hedges are places that you ain't supposed to be. Hedges are places that the devil's put up a fence and put on the outside of that fence. No trespassing. Beware of dog. Devil's put up signs that said, uh, uh, trespassers will be shot. And somebody got to make up in their mind, I'm going. But you, I, I know, I know, I know I'm pasty white. I know it looks like it. I'm, I'm, I'm black on the inside, I promise. I know I look like a pasty white boy. But I'm going to tell you something right now. I've been on the streets that white boys ain't supposed to be on after dark. I've, I've showed up in places where quite literally my life has been threatened. But you know what I did? I walked right up in the middle of gangs and started handing out trash. I've had pit bulls sick on me. I've had dogs thrown out of the truck while I was walking down the street. I've been bit. I've been chased. I've climbed fences. But you know what I made up in my mind? If God's going and so if there's a racial barrier, I'll step right across it and keep on walking because God's behind that racial barrier. If there's a financial barrier, I'll step right across it and keep on walking because God's behind Come on, I don't know what the barrier is uh, that's been trying to keep you from having revival, but I double dog dare you uh, to step over the fence uh, and start having revival. Uh, I don't know what barrier's keeping you from a miracle, but I double dog dare you uh, to jump over that baby uh, and start walking in the place.
places. If he goes, I'll go. I'm too busy. No, you're not. You're not too busy. I don't care if you work 100 hours a week. You're not too busy. See, I'm, I'm afraid because in, in this chapter, the Bible says these men with one consent began, began to give excuses. And, and, and let's just put it in Bible. Do we got time tonight? Y'all got like 15 more minutes? Okay. But, but let's put it into context. One man said, I've married a wife. Well, the Bible says, he that findeth the wife findeth the... And that a man is to leave his mother and father and to cleave to his wife. So what's wrong with having a wife? See, we're really good at pointing our fingers at these three men. But what's wrong? The Bible tells us that it's good. The Bible, Paul said it's better to marry than to burn. So what's wrong with being married? Uh-oh, I done got you stumped now. I just say, oh my God, where this preacher going with this? Another man, he said, and I bought a yoke of oxen. Now, do you understand that oxen were a type and a shadow of, of labor? And, and so the oxen is how you plowed your field and then the oxen is how you planted the field and then the oxen is how you got the corn out of the field and then the oxen is how you ground the meal at the mill. So what's wrong with having a job? Because my Bible says a man that doesn't work and that a man that won't provide for his family is worse than an infidel. Another man said, I bought a, a piece of ground and I gotta, go, I, I gotta go look at it. Well, the Bible also tells us that a man that finds a field of a good price does what? He goes and he buys the field. That's a type and a shadow of having a home. So what's wrong with having a home? See, the problem was not that they had a wife and they had a job and they had a home. The problem was priorities. So you can miss your miracle just because you get caught up in life. You didn't, you, they didn't sin, they weren't adulterers, they weren't thieves, but they missed a miracle and they missed a moment with the master because they let life. Don't tell me you're too busy. You're not too busy to win a soul. You're not too busy to tell somebody about Jesus. You're not too busy to pull somebody out of the fiery darts of hell. You're not too busy to change somebody's world. If he goes, Matthew chapter 20, I'm, I'm closing. Matthew chapter 20, Bible tells a story and we get caught up on the 11th hour saint that comes in. But the Bible says that the kingdom is like unto a man, that is a householder that went out every morning or early in the morning and he hired somebody for a penny a day. And, and, and we get through this, you know, he goes out at lunchtime and he goes back at six o'clock or at three o'clock and then he goes back out again at six o'clock, the 11th hour, and he hires them. But there's, there's this little part in there that we skip over. I think it's in verse five or six. And he comes out and he sees these people that are standing around and he asks them a question. He said, why stand ye here the day idle? Why are you standing here? And this is their response. It's in verse seven. They said unto him, 
because no man hath hired us. I came with some good news tonight. We've been looking over your application. Turns out, you're exactly what we've been looking for. You've got the right amount of experience. Let me just tell you about this job. It's got great benefits. And you should read about the 401k. Retirement is the best you can ever have. The pay is through the roof. As a matter of fact, I'll go ahead and put it like this. It's out of this world. And guess what? Tonight, you're hired. They said, no man has hired us. When I came with a word for somebody tonight, he's going, so you're hired. Get up and go. Go ye into the vineyard. Go ye. He said, the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. If he goes, no man has heard us preacher. You don't understand. I can't teach a Bible study. My question to that is why not? Well, I'm just not that kind of person. Well, honey, when you was in the world, you were sure that kind of person that could go in the club and act up. You, you, you were sure that person that could go to a ball game and lose your mind when your team scored. You, 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 you might not, oh, preacher, you know, I, I'm just really quiet and laid back. No, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're quiet and laid back about the stuff you want to be quiet and laid back about. If he goes... I want there tonight as we stand, we're coming to a close, as we stand and make our way to the altar, I wonder if there would be anybody that would make up in their mind wherever God's doing, whatever the Lord's doing. We used to sing a song that said, Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't, don't do it without me. Would there be somebody here tonight that would make a commitment to God that whatever you're doing, God, I want to be involved with what you're doing. If you're going, I'm going. If you're going to the Sunday school department, then I'm going with you, God. If, if you're going into the halfway houses, I'm going with you, God. If you're, if you're moving on my street, I'm going to go with you, God. If you're moving downtown, I'm, I'm going to go downtown with you, Lord. God, wherever you're moving, I want to move with you. At impact, this is not, I'm sure y'all do these kind of things, but I, I, I believe it's the will of God that it happens on a consistent basis. During impact, we went to eat, what's the name of that place, that pizza joint? I don't remember. Huh? What? Yeah, the pizza house. No, it was that gangster place. Yeah, that place, whatever it is. We go in, and as I was walking down the road, I heard music. They were singing in Spanish, but I preached in enough Spanish churches to know what they were singing. They were saying, Spirit of God, fill my heart, fill my soul, fill me. And I got stirred, and I just want to ask a question to the Rock Church. 
where are we going to find you on Friday night? You might not be able to sing. They had a little man there with a maraca. He couldn't sing. Lord bless his heart. He was so out of key. But he was shaking that maraca. So well, I, I'm not a part of that ministry in our church. You know, my, my ministry's on the pulpit. Let me tell you something. God will never use you in the pulpit until you can be submitted to what he's called you to in the pew. If he goes, would you just lift your hands tonight and make a commitment unto the Lord if it's standing on the side of the street singing the songs of Zion or if it's knocking doors and praying for the sick if it's starting a jail ministry and if it's whatever it is God when I make it a commitment tonight that I'm going to work for you oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house Come on, would there be somebody here tonight that would make a fresh commitment to do something for the Lord? I'm not asking you to be an international evangelist. I'm not asking you to be a missionary and to sell everything you have and move to a foreign country. But I'm asking you to do something for the Lord. He's going into places that we've never been before. Would you go with him? Come on, Jesus, if you're moving, Don't I want to move with you. Come on, somebody make a commitment right now. Come on, this is more than an altar call. This is more than an altar call. Somebody's got to make a commitment right now on a Tuesday night. If he goes, I'll go. If he's calling me into the deep, I'm walking into the deep. If he's calling me into the unknown, I'm walking into the unknown. I just want to be involved with what God is doing. Don't do it without me. Don't do it without me. Oh, Lord, whatever you do. Come on, would you make that song your prayer right now? Come on, don't do it without me, Jesus. Don't do it without me, God. I want to be used by you. Don't do it without me Please don't do it 
Do what you say to use me, Lord. 